Hello and welcome to another episode of the Echo Chamber. With me, as usual, is Dr. Jamie Sherrington. Hello, Jamie. Hello again. And we have a special guest with us this week, uh, a enthusiast of the particular type of genre of game that we're going to be talking about. And that's Sarge. Hello, Sarge. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. It's good to have you. Sarge, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, So, as people may know, I'm I'm an ophthalmology consultant. Um, Aside from that, though, I'm very, very keen on gaming and in particular the type of gaming that we are are going to talk about this morning. We're doing a bit of research, digging out the old nostalgia. (laughs) Yeah, nostalgia is the real thing, isn't it? Because this is this is like one of my first games I remember playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Point and clicking. Pointy clicky. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So if if I sound a little bit different today, uh, fellas, it's because I'm actually recording on location. And that location is my dingy encore room because I've just finished a night shift. And so I've got minimal kit with me for podding. So I do apologize for anyone listening and for you guys uh, there. Um, And if I'm feeling that if I sound a little bit uh, worse for wear, it's not because I've been on the uh, been on the tins. It's because I'm still a bit tired. It makes you feel um, better. I'm still in my pajamas, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, It's all good. So, um, yeah, so we've already talked about, we've already touched on the genre of game, which is the point and click. Um, for those who may not know, uh, Sarge, what is a point and click game? So, aside from being the best type of game ever, um, point and clicks are sort of a slightly older style, sort of very popular in the 80s and 90s, uh, two, two-dimensional graphics, uh, and the, the, the point and click refers to the way you interface with the game. So rather than using a, a joystick or arrows to move your character around, you would use a, a special cursor to interact with the environment, interact with your inventory, things like that. Um, and that exactly as it says, you know, you point your cursor at a bit of the screen, click and uh, perform an action and away you go. Yeah, these are such good games. There's some great names in uh, the point and click genre. Like you just put point and click into Google. These are the these are the, some of the names that come up. Okay, so just tell me if you've played these or you recognise these, and I'm sure almost everyone will do. Beneath a Steel Sky. Oh, yes, classic. Classic. The Day of the Tentacle. Oh, that would doubt, that's a definite classic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Grim Fandango. Yeah. Yeah. Monkey Island. Yeah. I mean, oh, yes. There's so many good games, and they, they cross so many types of genres. So tell us some. Um, Tell us, Sarge, what kind of uh, game were you hoping to talk about today? I mean, we're talking about point and click, mm. but is there any particular game you want to talk about? I mean, I, I I grew up on a diet of LucasArts, so pretty much all the ones you've mentioned, Grim Fandango, Monkey Island. Uh, but in fact, when I think back about the point and click games of my childhood, the one that really stands out for some weird reason is a very sort of small, uh, less heard of one by Virgin Interactive called KGB. I don't know if either of you have come across this game before. No, no I don't know that one. No. So it was it was sort of released, I think, in the early nineties and it was set at the it was set sort of several days before the fall of the Soviet Union. Um, and you play this KGB agent who's tasked on investigating the, the death of a private detective but ends up investigating corruption within the KGB. Uh, it sounds very dry 
and it certainly lacked the overt humour of something like Monkey Island or Space Quest or some of the older games. Um, but it had some great play mechanics. So, for example, it had a, a re so you're supposed to sort of take notes as you go along in conversations with people to sort of pick up clues for later. And it had this rewind function, so you could rewind the events on screen to go back and check, you know, what clues people had given you in case you'd missed stuff. Um, and it also had a timer, so you'd, you'd basically go and speak to your commanding officer and he would tell you to go and do a task and there was actually an on-screen clock and you had to complete it by a certain in-game time uh, otherwise you'd get sent off to gulag in siberia it's an excellent game yeah i mean it's it's got that classic look to it i've just looked it up now it's got yeah. that classic point and click look to it um which so many of them had with the kind of bubble writing in different colors because that was it wasn't it because it was so simple games they're essentially the almost the next step from the text uh, based games weren't yes. they yeah that's and those text based games if again for people who might be um younger and not aware there was a Listening. time where people would play games literally and it was just text on a screen and you would say pick up axe or like use key <laughs> and the game dynamics was you press enter and then you'd find out if the key you used was working and they were incredibly frustrating but there's still um there's still they have a cult following today still and i will probably have to do a text-based game uh episode at some point in the future but um but the next step up was this kind of game wasn't it where you had the pictures you'd have limited animation but you'd have the bubble text and you would talk in amongst each other you collect items and it, it was this kind of game that it, it, it's become ubiquitous in many ways because it, it kind of spawned off different types of genre of games as well like um, the escape the room game is mm, that, that's still a, huge now yeah it's, it's just a yeah. spin-off of these kind of point and clicks aren't they and considering now that you have actually escaped the room like in real life and escape the room games well this, yeah. this this is all tapping into this the joy that people get playing these kinds of games trying to you know sort out uh figure out puzzles and and uh interact with each other and just you know have those conversations mm. um in the game i think it's a, it's a it's a completely different style of gaming as well in, in the sense that you know modern gaming is very much about being in the action in the moment and one of the things i loved about point and clicks was that you'd be you'd be faced with a puzzle and the solution isn't immediately obvious so you'd switch off the computer you'd go away and then you'd be doing something you'd be at school the next day and you'd suddenly realize oh wait if i combine that matchbox with that paper clip and give it to that guy that's yes. how to get ahead yeah 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 it was very much a different kind of pace of game, which I loved. And um, I remember playing Beneath the Steel Sky uh, many years ago. And it took me, you know, days and days and days of playing over several hours to complete it. And then uh, a few years ago, I found the CD again. And I thought, Do you know what, I'm gonna play this again. Yeah. And I remembered it all, and I got stuck in the same places that I got stuck when I was a, when I was a kid. So I thought, for the sake of it, I'll just look up the walkthrough. And there was a walkthrough of Beneath a Steel Sky, which completes it in like 45 minutes. <laughs> 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 Not even that, I think I might yeah. be exaggerating the time. So actually, like, if you know exactly what to do, 
the game and the story doesn't actually take too long to tell you but the whole joy of the game is like constantly like maybe i haven't quite clicked that pixel let me just try and click this pixel maybe there's something because <laughs> yeah. some of them were, were, were really complicated like you know you had to click this particular bit here and this and then give them this bit and it was all very yeah. the only thing i really like about them is, is the sort of the graphics of it all because it was very you know very limited to what it is compared now compared to now but it's like you know you had very it was very pixelated but you managed to get some really good animation really good pictures and you know emotions and stuff on these characters yeah with just uh with just a few pixels it was fabulous yeah, yeah. and then it was a big revolution wasn't it when uh, when some of these games came out and they had video cutscenes in them with actual yeah, real video yeah. and it's like oh my god the quality here um mm. but uh, one thing that farbody mentioned that i was going to sort of come back to that another thing that se- separated that gaming from that time was he said that you know you looked up the walkthrough on the internet and you sort of take that stuff for granted these days yeah, and yeah. that's another thing i remember so i never actually completed the kgb game when i was a kid because i got massively stuck at one point yeah and back then the only way you could get progress was either find a friend who played it would you guys remember like waiting for the monthly magazines like Amiga yes. magazine for the walkthroughs hoping that this month they would do the walkthrough for that specific game yeah yeah and I remember at school one of my friends had the whole back back catalogue of all the magazines so I was like asked him to track down you know which cat which issue had the KGB walkthrough and the day he came into school and told me that was the one issue that his fr- his brother had lent to a friend and never got back it was oh, just no. devastating <laughs> that is so that, that that yeah stuff like that you, you, the trauma that you're trying to dredging out now so <laughs> that's so funny the um eventually i've looked up your kgb thing and i found yeah. a website where you can play a lot of these point and clickers for free online i know what so, a, what a, what a time to be alive yeah I, so i actually I, I found one of these websites last night so i actually spent yesterday evening playing kgb oh did you uh, yeah yeah because you can download them and install them on dosbox on your yeah uh, yeah yeah your laptop and uh yeah it's amazing how uh how much you get into it despite the fact that it's you know 30 years old and incredibly dated well a lot of these games you can get on on things like playstation and stuff they're still knocking around oh really um, okay like i know De- i know for sure day of the tentacle is on playstation Yes, it was. It was actually one of the um, PlayStation Plus uh, games of the month. Uh, probably a, about a year ago, maybe even longer than that. Now the fully enhanced version. I've downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. Typically, because um, you know, my eyes always bite off more than I can chew when it comes to gaming nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my yeah. back catalogue is huge. <laughs> yeah, one day I'll get to it. I'm hoping <laughs> I'll just keep them on. You know, keep them there in my in my library. And then one day when I retire and I'm in the, in the futuristic nursing home, which is you know games and consoles everywhere, yeah, um, I can I can just just work through my back catalogue. Oh, I used to play a point and clicky. Yes, of course you did, Granddad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jamie, what, what, what what games um, what games do you remember playing? Well, I mean, still... so so I did look up when KGB came out. I've got to say, lads, I was two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one I I remember distinctly because one of the things I grew up on is is Discworld, and yeah. uh, Discworld had a point and click adventure game. 
and it was amazing. I mean, I loved this. Really got me into it. And mm. I don't know if anyone's played it, but it's basically loosely based off the book Guards Guards, mm. where basically some uh, secret cults get a dragon um, and need to fight the dragon. So you play as a character called Rincewind, who is um, you know every every in every place there is a hero, but therefore because everything oh, there's always an opposite and equal effect there is also a, a coward the ultimate coward and he is the ultimate coward yes um, and uh, basically he needs to go about and find out who are these members of this evil cult and find things to defeat the dragon and it's super complicated like you mentioned needing a a a walkthrough without a walkthrough you would never be able to figure this game out <laughs> because there were things that just made absolutely no sense i remember one bit distinctly where you had to get some sort of crank that you had to find and fix and then use said crank on a um this jester's stick and then it suddenly became a sword and you, i don't know how you'd have figured that out <laughs> but it was absolutely bizarre, but the humour in it was brilliant. I still remember it. And it was also really, really well uh, voiced. Like, the voice of Rincewind was Eric Idle. Oh, yeah. And um, Tony Robbins was in it as well. You know, Baldrick. Hmm. He did some of the voices as well. And it was absolutely brilliant. brilliant. It really was. And it, yeah. it got me super into it. And I still I still quote some of it, and people have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> But, but that's it, isn't it? It's a lot of the times in these games, it was the humour aspect, as well as the, you know, the, the mystery and stuff. But so many of these games had such good kind of comic timing and just silliness uh, that it kept you engaged. Mm. Um, and it kept it had to be that way because, like you said, these games were so frustrating. Uh, basically looking at the same screen... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, I remember with with Discworld, one phrase that you used to say all the time when you tried things was say that doesn't work, and every time you click it, that doesn't work. That yeah. doesn't work. it's constantly it's like, oh, what does work? Just tell me, <laughs> <laughs> That's where you'd start just waving the cursor across the screen, hoping that it would flick into like an action thing. Yeah, you. exactly, exactly. Yeah, oh, brilliant. No, I loved it. Really, really. Yeah. Loved it. And apparently, that's on PlayStation as well. I wonder if it's actually on the library. I'm going to find out now. I'm just literally opening it up now, and <laughs> um, the whole game is available online. Again, oh, I don't think children today, and I, and I basically count anyone born in the 90s and onwards, children today don't understand the the, the golden age of gaming that we're in. <laughs> It's it's incredible. I'm looking at things now. I'm playing these games. People have no idea how much I like longed for these mm. things when I was younger. How much I enjoyed going around to a friend's house to just be able to watch them play these games yes. <laughs> and never like ever finding out at the end of it what happened and yeah. just sharing in the frustration for a bit and then going home and how much. All of that's just gone away with the age of the internet, and now all of these games are just basically, you know, they're more basic than a lot of the mobile phone games we have now. Because mobile phones are so much more advanced than any of the computers we had when we were younger. It's it. I I just want people to appreciate what a glorious time we're living in. 
Yeah. Although what I particularly appreciate is the fact that modern technology is actually allowing us to no- indulge in this nostalgia. So I, f- I feel like point and click games, because of their kind of slow burn, are perfectly suited for mobile gaming. Yeah. But obviously fingers are a bit clumsy, but I've got I've got the Samsung phone now with the smart pen thing. So I can actually point and click on the screen. So I've been downloading some of these games on the on the uh, Scum VM emulator and playing them on the phone. Oh, that's it's cool. so much fun. Oh, it's so good. Uh, do you know what? Like, I am supposed to be sleeping today. Um, I'm just looking at the uh, the intro scenes of the Discworld point and click <laughs> uh, with the turtle flying through the universe, you know, through space. <laughs> And oh no, the sound's going on now. I need to turn it off. Um, I might, yeah. No, it's a really good game. I'd play it if you're going to play it. For the love of God, have a have the guide with you because it's just, it's oh, just yeah, like, yeah. what the hell is going on in this game? Absolutely, I will. It's absolute absolutely. chaos. But honest, I just, I really, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, nice. I, I, and I love Discworld so much. So mm. the fact I could got to play it. It just yeah and all the characters you know and love were just standing there it's just amazing yeah so for me one of the games i remember is uh, the grim fandango or grim fandango i think it's called. Mm-hmm. do you ever did you ever play that game i know it i never played it it was another lucas arts game and lucas arts had quite a lot of these um quite a lot of these point and click they they, they had the formula they, they worked it out really nicely um, and because of you know this studio having its connections with movies and so on and so forth they knew how to write a story that kept you engaged mm. and I loved um, Grim Fandango uh, and it was the first one I remember playing that was 3D and yeah. for those who don't know so Grim Fandango tells the story of essentially uh, the world of the dead kind of in that that uh, that mexican world of the dead kind of mythology and it's set in the world of the dead and what happens is when people die they go to uh, these kind of travel agents which look like and everyone looks like a little scale that's like a stylized skeleton um and what they're doing they go to a travel agent and depending on how well their life uh, how, how well they ran their, you know how well they lived their life um, they were given a ticket and if they were a good person they were given a ticket to a train that took you straight to paradise and if you're a bad person you were essentially given a walking stick and you were told to walk there and so you know if you were a good person you'd get the, get the train you'd be there in minutes if you're a bad person it would take you years but of course, this is still a society of human beings who are just dead. And so there was loads of corruption. And so there were some people who were getting their tickets uh, who clearly didn't deserve to get their tickets to go that quickly. And other people who were very, very much deserving of um, not being treated that way, being treated that way and having to walk through essentially what, was, what accounts to purgatory. And it was, it was, all, it was like a film noir story and I remember playing it, and not only was it 3D, but it also had these like little aspects in the gaming and like the cinematics that made it amazing. Like at one point, you, you're going through the story trying to like help this woman who had been completely cheated out of her ticket. You're trying to help her find a way to uh, paradise much more quickly. 
um but you know you can't do it and you're coming up across loads of like um uh, barriers and all of this and then all of a sudden it, there's a cutscene, and it goes three years into the future and i i remember okay. i still remember that being like oh my god i can't believe it's like they've done that what happened in that time and you go from being a a, a kind of honest worker to then just being like a a, a nightclub owner and it's, it gives this whole it suddenly turns into like a bit of a, like a Casablanca story I can't mm. even explain it it's so big and and bright and beautiful because it's like based on that Aztec mythology it's there was so much beauty and art and in it as well that it just really kept you engaged and I never finished that game that's another one I think you can get. Oh, almost certainly. I've, I'm um, almost certain I've seen that one as well. They remastered it, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah, but I, I haven't gone back to it. In 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 a weird way, it's kind of um, tormented me ever since I played it. Um, and what I liked about that game in particular, the thing that because it was kind of 3D and it moved away from that 2D point and click that was so prevalent, um, the 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 main character would walk around. And as he'd walk around, you'd move your cursor around and his eyes would follow the cursor. So oh, that's he would cool. be looking at where you were looking. Nice. And it just added that extra layer of engagement as if like you were actually there, like investigating the place, finding stuff. Oh, yeah, Grim Fandango it. was on PlayStation Plus at one point. Oh, was it? I missed it. It is, it is on, it is there. Oh, amazing. So that's another, you know, time. Another, another time you should be sleeping. call. <laughs> Yeah, I have to check that out. I have to say, when it when it came out, it was a game that I wanted to play, but unfortunately, my Pentium three eighty six at the time just wasn't powerful enough to run these new fancy three D games. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a very. Uh, it was a. It, it, yeah, I remember. Uh, not many people could play. I I never played it on my own computer. It was a, it was at a friend's house. I played this. Oh dear, back in the day. Yeah. And now you can just literally just cl- click it into the uh, into your Google search and play it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was just looking it up, and there's an article here which describes it as both the greatest point-and-click adventure of all time, but also potentially the game that killed off the point-and-click format for good. All right, right. I didn't see yeah. that. Why, why, what was the what's the justification for that? Because so it was so good. Well, no, I think I think <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Like LucasArts were just like, yeah, shut up shop. We can't better this. No, so I think apparently they had um, LucasArts, the only game they released after that that was sort of praised was uh, Escape from Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Right. And then after that, because of the, the rise of things like PlayStation, that yeah. style of gaming just fell. Which I have to say, if, if point and clicks were going to go out, um, you know, this looks like a great game to go out on. Yeah, it was such a good game. And it was, like you said, it was quite a late comer. It was a 1998 game. Mm. Um, and, you know, by that point, PlayStation the first PlayStation had really um, uh, had taken hold hadn't it? and people had mm. moved away from this kind of uh, the slower pace of gaming um, yeah. but you know obviously there's a whole group of us podding about it right now <laughs> we still remember that there was a time you know it, it's like in a way it's kind of point and clicks are kind of like the test cricket of uh, today's uh gaming where yeah. some people want they want 2020 you know they want that kind of fast pace mm. just over an hour or a couple of games in a couple of games in an afternoon let's you know bish bosh bash you want to see lots of sixes lots of people going out but the real game the real like 
connoisseurs of gaming understand <laughs> that it's the point and click and the test test match that really you, 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 sound, you sound like you'd much rather take your whiskey slow rather than shot it is that what you... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i much prefer a something yeah. you can actually appreciate yeah yeah but it's, it's funny because they do they have sort of like there are modern games that are very similar like there, did you ever hear of a game called um uh, ace attorney no uh phoenix Wright ace attorney it's on the, have you played yeah. it? i haven't i've only heard of it because of that um ace court bot on twitter that renders people's conversations as a as a scene from ace attorney <laughs> have you seen this no, I have seen it. Yeah. yeah. So you just you just reply to any like uh, thread of comments with at a spot render, uh, and it'll generate a cartoon off of that conversation as the Ace Attorney lawyers. <laughs> that, that, is, yeah. that is brilliant. I know what I'm going to be doing whilst <laughs> I'm trying to get to sleep later. Yeah, it is good. It's it's literally like a point. It's a classic sort of point and click. You go and investigate okay. people, and then they show you evidence. Then you have to click on the bit that is fake or something that you know is not real because you've all the investigations you've done and he shouts objection and um yeah oh, that's cool it is yeah, cool that is fun i mean even that though that was the first game that looks like it came out in 2001. oh wow yeah yeah so even that you know we're talking over 20 years old still. oh my god <laughs> i know mate but like, for me 20 years ago it just felt feels like last week um yeah. because yes i am that old <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and it was a Capcom game, and it's classically, it's got that classic kind of Capcom style. You're an ace attorney, but you look like, um, what's his name, Honda's kid, uh, or Ryu or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just Ryu in a suit. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, they all look like uh, outcasts from a Final Fantasy game as well. <laughs> they do, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, they definitely didn't quite make the cut for uh, yeah. No, you, you can't go fight. You go be an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> they, but they've got such great names. Do you know their names? No. no. Uh, I'll, I'll just run through them. Edgeworth, the Phoenix, Phoenix, Athena, Maya, Apollo, <laughs> Godo. There's a character called Godo. Godo. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, I've run, out, I've run out of Greek god names. What should we name yeah, this yeah. one? I'll just, just call him Godo. No one will notice. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. It's too late or too early. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Uh, any particular uh, point and click games you want to talk about again? I mean, I one... Sorry, go on, Jamie. Go on. I was going to say, I could talk about Discworld all day long. Like, <laughs> I could quote it. Like, there's one bit that I always, me and my brother always laugh at because there was this uh, doctor's surgeon. You go in, and this lady, this the receptionist who's horrible, just goes, sit down, shut up, no talking. If you're mad, I don't want you running around infecting everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, and I always think of it when I walk into my waiting room, and I, <laughs> I just want to shout. <laughs> one day you will, you know, one day you'll snap. Yeah. <laughs> You need that as like a video, you know, when you get you get those automated kiosks for people to check in for their GP appointment. Yeah. That just needs to be the video at the end. Yeah, just have that and see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, okay. I mean, we've obviously sort of massive elephant in the room. We've not really mentioned anything about Monkey Island, which is a huge classic, but I almost mm. feel like that needs like a whole separate conversation on its own. Um, 
But the other game that I was going to mention briefly is Blade Runner. Oh, yes. The Blade Runner. There was a Blade Runner. There was, yeah. There was. Um, It was, so that came out, I think it was late 90s. Yeah, 97. Um, And you play, you play another detective. um, And it's a sort of parallel of the Blade Runner story. So you play another detective who's tasked with hunting replicants. And again, I think there's a bit of ambiguity about whether he's, himself a replicant or not and I think at one point you're investigating Harrison Ford's character from the Blade Runner movie um, but it made good use of the whole you know the the BK thing and the analyzing so you take screenshots of the, the scene and then you'd have to sort of zoom in and analyze various bits to look for hidden clues and things. Oh, this was really quite good graphics as well it was it, yeah. this was also yeah. 3D. For a second I thought I was looking at like Max Payne yeah, it does have a bit of a Max Payne feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this looks this looks really nice. Actually, I've ne- I'd never I I I heard of it. I've never played it. But now looking at just the screenshots of it, it's very. It's got that. It it definitely captures the atmosphere of the movie. Um, and it's funny because like almost like the grittiness of the um, the grittiness of the graphics. Mm. Yeah, it's really it fits I mean, it's really quite, quite nicely, nice, doesn't it? It really yeah. fits quite nicely with the whole, and and typically it's raining all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably yeah. in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is definitely a game that's uh, worthwhile uh, exploring. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of you... these are on like things like Steam as well now, so you can. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and you, you were right, Sarge. The, the massive elephant in the room for point and click is Monkey Island, and mm. I think what we're actually planning to do is to do a monkey island special when the new monkey island drops oh excellent because there is a new monkey island game for those who don't know uh and i don't think it's out yet is it uh no but, uh, but yeah I, I know it's definitely in the offing it's, it's written by the same uh people as before um it's brought to us by um oh god what's his name ron gilbert yes so he's got involved with it and it's funny because he said um, after the last Monkey Island game that he would um, he would never make another one um, so it's obviously taken a long time to uh, get him back on board because I think the last one when was the last one? 2010? maybe even earlier than that. I think there was a, yeah there was a, yeah, there, was a uh, there was a special edition of uh, LeChuck's Revenge uh, Monkey Island 2 that came out in 2010 um, and that was the last one to be so it's been 12 years since LucasArts have put out anything and this new one is coming out and there's very little that's been put out on the internet for us to see what it's going to look like so there's a lot of speculation but it's suspect... coming this year it says coming 2022 yeah mm. it's coming this year mm. um, and it's going to be huge it's going to be it's going to be one of the biggest I'm, I'm almost certain it's going to like break some uh, records this game yeah um, and hopefully it'll reignite the love of the point and click to a whole new generation of people um, but like I said we will talk about Monkey Island at another time because there's so much to talk about in that game yeah it's, absolutely. it's quite possibly the, the, the perfect um, point and click game uh, but is there any any specific thoughts about uh, Monkey Island that you just want to share? Do you just have to get off your chest, son? 
Well, I mean, actually, just based on what you're saying about this new sequel, what I'm really excited about is the fact that so the, the original writers that created the first game only wrote the first two, and then they they all left uh, LucasArts yeah. when they released three and four. Uh, so this is this is basically a, a direct sequel to the second game, and arguably the third game is where the the series sort of tailed off a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it's really exciting to have the original creators back and making a, a direct sequel to the second game. Yes. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. I'm thoroughly enjoying you guys saying monkey repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> monkey. Yeah, it's uh, you because you were on Monkey Island recently, weren't you, uh, Jamie? Me? Oh, you mean you mean I was in the? Um, oh, I see. I was like, I was. Yeah. No, I was. is in uh, Costa Rica. There were tons of yeah. monkeys there. Not a lot there of pirates of though. I was very disappointed at the lack of pirates. Oh no, I know. Yeah. Not enough grog being swilled. No. And not enough. Many, uh... I didn't quaff at all. Not once yeah. while I was there. I have to say that my favourite thing. Well, because we're not going to talk about Monkey Island because it'll go for ages. But one of my favourite things on Monkey Island was the. Um, I can't remember what they called it now. I've had a, I've had a proper brain fart. You know when they have sword fights, but they would exchange insults. Oh yes. Do you remember so the sword yeah. fights were exchanging insults, and so and some people had really good insults, and you had to like play the game and advance in the game to actually learn the insults back. Yes, that's right. Because you would you would obviously say I am rubber, you are glue, if you didn't have an insult to throw back. <laughs> Gosh, I forgot. I have yeah. to say playing. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, the flighting. Oh, I like the, the flighting. It reminded me of something, but I couldn't remember what. But that's it exactly. That's it's it. Sort that's of, exactly yeah. when, when I came across flighting, I said, "This, this is a, um, this is an homage to uh, the Monkey Island games." I don't know if yeah. it was, but in my mind, yeah, I had that. Yeah, there's some good ones here. I am rubber, you are glue, and one of the options here is my recipes for cooking humans are famous throughout the Caribbean Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's some excellent, uh, that game, I think, um, just to round off the conversation on it, because I think, again, we've got to, got to be very careful if mm. we get into it, because we must just go off on it completely. Um, that game for me, but I don't say it lightly saying I think it's the perfect point and click game, because I think it had every aspect that you want in a point and click, which is a really good story. Uh, which wasn't impossible to say. It wasn't impossible to play. It was f- dripping with humour. It was um, all of the characters were thoroughly thought through and put out. Even like the cursory characters, you know, people that you'd meet for on one screen and they have one line. Everything was thought through nicely. The way that the the camera angle moved because obviously it wouldn't move the camera angle. You'd just get a different image, but. You know, you'd be walking along and then all of a sudden you'd be looking like as if you're looking from a, a building top down into the street and the main character Guybrush who you'd carry would be just like a few pixels walking along and then he'd move closer towards you and you become bigger and bigger and bigger and move further oh, yeah. away and all of those like tricks of perspective it just kept you engaged in that game and like I said we will have to have to do a uh, Monkey Island special uh, in the future and Honestly, Sarge, I think I can't think of a better person to come on and do that with us. So, oh yeah, I'd love to. Thanks. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, thanks for uh, coming on. Any final thoughts on point and clicks? Uh, I, just the one thing that uh, always makes me laugh about them. Do you remember the, the anti-piracy stuff that came with them? Yes. 
<laughs> so like with with that uh, so with kgb in particular the manual had pictures of different characters on different pages and when you started the game it would show you a picture of one of the characters and you'd have to say which page of the manual that character was on before you could load the game. Oh, oh yes, I've forgotten yeah. that. Yeah, and you yeah. say, yeah, and they say, look in the in the little book and say what word is on this page. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've forgotten that. Oh, that, yeah. And then you'd have to get your friend, if you're borrowing, you'd have to get them to like, photocopy it so that you could have a copy at home as well. <laughs> you see, I've again, that. Yeah, kids today don't know no. how good they've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks, Sarge. Thanks for bringing that. Like, you brought up so many great memories of my childhood uh, angst and frustration. Um, and I'm just going to take it to my uh, daytime sleep now. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the show today and um, uh, talking about point and clicks. Jamie, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, just that doesn't work. No, it just doesn't work. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't work. You can't do that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> gentlemen, um, thanks for coming on to the show. Thanks for having Hopefully me. Thank you again. Sleep well. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the echo chamber, echo spelled correctly. I've been your host, Farbod, and my co-host has been Jamie. See you again next time, Game Dorks. <laughs>